Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker presents high school basketball tonight. Actually, it's going to cover a couple nights. Uh, we got Scotty Melvin. Uh, he is here to close out my birthday. It's the best birthday gift I could possibly get is to visit with my best friend in the whole world, Scotty Melvin. Welcome back to the program, Scotty. Hey, good evening and happy birthday, David Johnson. Well, uh, it's been a great week. Uh, you're in charge of asking the questions today, and uh, I'll just respond with what I've been studying and finding out. Yeah, I've, uh, you've, you've got a lot bigger handle on this basketball season early on than I do, but uh, I got to go to one game, so I, I got a little bit of reporting I can do today. But, uh, yeah, you went to uh, the Kyoto sigourney big uh, friendly rivalry game, didn't you? Man, that was uh, it was just, just a round guy game of the week. You know, we'd already scheduled that because it was such a – just a tremendous uh, um, competition there. Uh, and uh, the gym was packed. You about needed a shoehorn to get anybody else in there. And yeah. the energy level was off the hook. Uh, the first quarter tied. The second quarter, just uh, one basket at the, you know, just at the buzzer, put uh, uh, Kyoto up at the half just by a razor thin lead. And then Second half, just like the L&M game. You know, the second half, what Kyoto does to you has a cumulative effect, you know, and the pounding and the, the fresh feet all the time that keep coming in the game and the personnel changes just it has so many good players that they can just bring, you know, they're, they're bringing 13, 14, you know, at least 11 guys in a game all every game. And everybody's rested all the time, and it's just a total attack, attack, attack. And, man, people better really start paying attention. I was just trying to see if there's ratings. Can you find any ratings? I was, I was looking on that bound. I don't understand how to negotiate that as good as a, a do the max prep. But uh, I, I think after four wins, uh, two conference wins, and a big win over Sigourney, and by gosh, I mean – putting 80 points on the board up against uh, uh, Bell Plain and beating Lone Tree on the road, man, that's uh, that's getting something done, ain't it? Yeah, that's a really good start for Kyoto. Uh, we knew they would have a good team coming in, but uh, right now they, they appear to be one of the hottest small school teams uh, in southeast Iowa. Well, correct me if I'm not wrong, wrong but next week's round guy game of the week is uh, – Waco at Winfield, is it not? Yep, and that's uh, Tuesday night. That's Tuesday night. Yes. Okay, I thought that was all right. Well, we'll have to make uh, some adjustments there to the schedule then. Uh, but uh, we partnered with Kyoto uh, to call the games for them. So uh, that's been uh, uh, tremendous. But you got to go to Waco's game. Uh, uh, Friday night, didn't you? Yeah, I was there. We had to make a run down to Wayland and uh, ended up making an evening of it. And uh, my daughter, she's playing, uh, she's coming up in the basketball uh, program down in Fairfield. And I said, well, let's go watch these Waco Warriors play. That's a bunch of kids that we know very well. And and uh, wanted to see them play on the, on the hard court there. 
against a really good opponent, Wapolo, the Indians. And, uh, you know, the first quarter was back and forth, back and forth. It was very even matched. In fact, Wapolo held a 15 to 13 lead at the end of one. Uh, I was really impressed with their entire team, but uh, I believe his name is Jackson Lands, number 23. That kid is special, and he's going to do some great things there for the, for the Indians, another in a long line of great Wapolo Indians basketball players. But Waco has a, a very high-intensity style of play, both defensively and offensively. I would call it frenetic. I mean, they are just up and down. They pressure the ball from, from the, the throw-in. And uh, they stole a lot of throw-ins and got easy buckets. And, and it was just a, a smothering effect they had on the Indians. They, they ended up with a 27-3 to second quarter and really took command of that game by halftime. And it was just more of the same in the second half. It outscored Wapolo 22-8 in the third and then 14-3 to in the fourth. Final score was 76-29. to They were just way too much for Wapolo to handle. And it just kind of snowballed. It's kind of similar to what you're talking about with Kyoto. They just, uh, once they ratchet up the intensity, it's really hard with all the bodies they have. And they're down three guys, you know, if you want to count Ty Egley, because um, I don't think we'll see him this this basketball season due to the football injury. Um, but he, he looked like he's getting up and around good, and that was nice to see. But, uh, yeah, Cody Graber was out sick, their big man. Um, Simeon Reichenbach still not playing with that tender knee from football. So even shorthanded, Waco had too many bodies, and just they were just overwhelmed Wapolo. Man, yeah, they are really uh, – it seems kind of similar to, to how Kyoto – let me uh, give these scores. Uh, uh, the score for Sigourney, uh, the, the Kyoto uh, game with Sigourney was Kyoto 71, Sigourney 41, and that was Friday night. And you were – Friday night score was, uh, uh, okay, 76 to to 29. Yeah, you, you – yeah. The Warriors have put up an impressive amount of points. Uh, that's for certain. Plus, they do, like you say, their ability seems to kind of overwhelm uh, uh, their opponents. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this game with uh, Winfield because they seem to be putting people away in the same manner, aren't they? They are, but uh, now now we're going to have to jump into today, I believe, um, the score I've got for them. Okay, nope, I'm wrong on that. That wasn't today. Yeah, uh, I, did. I, I, I saw them, that, that that there was going to be today the Van Buren game, but then uh, it just I disappeared, and I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of struggling to to find a, a real good schedule to go off of. Uh, yeah, bound bound is a lot sketchier when it comes to basketball season. I you know trying to look through some of the the, the stats from the Wapolo Waco game, and I think they had. Uh, I think they had the, the stats swapped, so it was showing all these huge numbers for Wapolo, and I'm like, well, that doesn't look like a team's stats have scored 25 points. So I think we're, it's uh, somewhat uh, unreliable. But uh, uh, you asked about Winfield Mount Union. They did beat Pekin last night, and it was 49-33. to 33, So Pekin held them down a bit uh, defensively. They just weren't uh, able to score enough points against them. Yeah, but I thought that's a pretty dang impressive performance uh, against Pekin. Uh You'd like to see him put a little bit more points than 33 on the board, but the whole Winville Mount Union under 50, uh, when they've just been laying, uh, they've just been putting the beat downs on people, you know. Yeah, they have that ability, but I think, uh, you know, we talk about Winfield and Waco, especially in that north division of the Southeast Iowa Super Conference being the, the cream of the crop. 
uh, you know, early on anyway. But I think there's a second tier that's uh, not far off of those guys. And I think Pekin would be one of those teams, I think possibly Hillcrest. So uh, it, it surprised me a little bit, but yet it doesn't. Well, uh, so uh, Peak is off to a good start. I know that they, they had a nice little win against on the road. Uh, I think it was against Wapolo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And and one thing I want to point about Wapolo is uh, Jackson Land's got an early foul trouble against Waco, and I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game by any means. But uh, with him on the bench, you uh, increase your chances big time because that, that kid is quite a presence for, for the Indians. So uh, if he was uh, – four-quarter force uh, against Pekin the other night. That would explain why that was such a tight game. Well, this uh, game Tuesday night is just going to be just an absolute must-see. So, uh, well, uh, let's jump around a little bit. What what other games you got for me? Well, starting at the top of the list on our our little scoreboard, score stream scoreboard here, Washington Demons kind of surprised Fairfield down there with all the festivities going on uh, down in Fairfield Friday night. The Demons came away with a 71 to 67 win uh, back and forth battle from what I've heard. Yeah, that was on uh, Dan Green night down there. Yeah. Uh, They had just, Fairfield was just coming back from Oskaloosa after a really great uh, win on the road opening night, uh, last second, uh, Shot by Tate Allen in a tremendous game by Max Wheaton. But uh, I believe, if I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Washington Demons lost to uh, Albia. It might have been an overtime. Uh, yeah, I think it was a couple of overtimes. A couple um, overtimes, yeah. Well, uh, uh, I, you know, I've, I've been with Kyoto calling their games, and I, I mean, they played four games this week. And they look four times better than they did in the first game. So, I mean, uh, they're, uh, I think the, the level of play is just going to keep bumping up, don't you? Yeah, I would say the same. Uh, you know, I've, I've only seen a little bit of uh, Winfield Mount Union on my phone here with my little screen and a little bit of Waco until I got to see them in person. And, and I would say both teams that I've seen play uh, looked a lot better from game one to game two, and that's just going to continue through the season, of course. And Fairfield had a tough time with the tumult today. We might as well just while we're talking Fairfield, and uh, while we're talking Fairfield, uh, we might as well talk about maybe Smithburg Auto and uh, Jefferson County Real Estate. And, and uh, when we were talking about, uh, for every time we talk about Winfield, we got to mention Eichelberger's, I mean, Waco, we got to mention Eichelberger Farms. And when we talk about Sigourney, we need to be talking about Brothers Market. And we need to talk about uh, uh, physical therapy services up there in uh, Kelowna, or in, yeah, in Kelowna. Uh, when we're talking about the Kyoto Eagles and just trying to, you know, do justice to our sponsors that are creating this, this program for us. So, uh, but the Fairfield Trojans, let me look and see what they did today. They, they got beat 67 to 50 on the road uh, in a noon game uh, against the Atumwa Bulldogs. Have you checked into the Atumwa Bulldogs or not? I mean, it's no crime if you didn't. No, I haven't. I, I know very little about them. You know, it's a big town. They kind of remind me of Burlington from year to year. You know, they could be down, uh, but with the amount, of, the amount of students they've got in that, that school, he can pull a, a good team out of there at any time, and uh, I'm uh, I'm wondering if that's what they've got going on there right now because they they did put it to Fairfield, 67 to 50. Yeah, they looked really strong today. So 
we'll we'll catch up with them. They haven't been on like they usually were on Facebook Lives a lot, and there wasn't any of that. But we had Nathan Piercy uh, bringing us home. He had uh, to call a girls' game and a boys' game and and uh, a whole bunch of pregame and interviews and uh, ceremonies to cover in uh, the night before. And then he has a to turn around. 10 o'clock in the morning to be on the air again with the girls and boys. Uh, he was a trooper. He had to dig down deep to get it done, but he got it done, didn't he? Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. Well, what do you, what do you know about the Washington, uh, uh, demons there? Well, you know, the thought on them was they graduated a lot and, uh, they might be a little down this year. And I think, uh, right off the bat, losing in overtime to Albion on the road uh, might have cemented that thought for a lot of folks. But the fact they come right back and beat rival Fairfield on what was a pretty special night down there, you know, in, uh, on Dan Breen night, I think uh, Washington showed that they are coming to play and they are not going away as far as uh, wanting to be in the running for a conference championship yet again. Uh, I believe what they got two or three in a row going right now so and they've still got a lot of talent the six boys um ethan patterson you know he's been putting up some huge numbers i think he had 34 against albia i'm not sure what he had last night but uh yeah washington's not uh, gonna be an easy out for anyone this year well uh the lone tree let's talk that game uh they bounced back pretty good from a, a 72 47 loss to uh my Kyoto eagles and looks like they took uh, took it to Highland, uh, seventy to thirty nine. So uh, maybe maybe uh, that'll help our strength of schedule a little bit there. You could uh, Highland putting up thirty nine seems like a lot for them. The first game of the uh, season, they lost to Hillcrest, and they only put up thirteen points in the entire game. Um, so th this score doesn't surprise me. Lone Tree seventy, Highland thirty nine, but. Uh, yeah, I think Highland's a little short on on numbers, uh, similar to the football season. Uh, graduated a lot of good athletes a year ago, and so they're kind of in a rebuild mode this year. And uh, we'll see how they do as as the season progresses. But yeah, it's a good win for Lone Tree. Well, if Highland gets to play a lot of freshmen and sophomores, that'll pay off for them in the next couple of years. Yep, that's the way it goes. Well, we already did the win. Uh, what are we going to next? Fort Madison, Mount Pleasant. Yeah, you talked about them. You said uh, Andy had a, had a, had the scoop on that. I, I've got the score, and that's about it. I, it kind of surprised me, to be honest. Mount Pleasant, 66, Fort Madison, 41. Well, he said they played, uh, I don't know, Cedar Rapids, Washington, or something like that. The first, yeah. First game. And uh, uh, they got – it took it to them, you know what I mean? Uh, they're, uh, similar to – you know, everybody was, uh, oh, well, Washington's graduated, everybody, and it, lost their first game and they're going to be down and boom, right back, you know? And I think uh, uh, this might be the same with Mount Pleasant because as we know, Fort Madison, they're playing Fort Madison, the score's uh, 66 to 41, Mount Pleasant wins. Uh, uh, he said uh, he saw both games and he says Mount Pleasant looked, uh, really struggled that first game and, and just, Really, everything was firing on all cylinders in the second game. They they uh, they looked fantastic. You know, uh, Fort Madison's got a young team. Uh, it's going to take them a few games to to get you know everybody in the right place in the right position. But when you lose your your top seven scores, you know it's not going to make it easy for you. But that doesn't mean Mount Pleasant. You know, 
uh, isn't a super strong team because it, it just there's an eyelash difference between all these teams, isn't there, in that Southeast Conference? Yeah, and I've always thought that, especially uh, when it comes to football, but I'd say it carries over into the other sports as well. You know, basketball certainly being one. Um, not shocked at all at the score. The, I, put, I put zero stock into that game. Mount Pleasant had against Cedar Rapids, Washington. Washington is loaded. They've got uh, some high flyers. Uh, it's just another level of competition. So, to me, them losing uh, that first game up here meant nothing. But, uh, yeah, to stick it to Fort Madison the way they did, um, I think it speaks pretty well for Mount Pleasant. It kind of shows where Fort Madison's at after graduating so many great players. But I think they'll be right back in the mix as the season wears on. And like you said, they get the players in the right spots and get some things figured out. That conference is well known for – these guys beat up on each other, and, and uh, on a given night, you you never know who's going to pull out wins. So right now, it's anybody's race. I think everybody had Fairfield pegged for uh, the favorite. Now, uh, myself, I'm thinking they're all favorites. I, I wouldn't want to pick uh, a winner in that conference right now because I wouldn't know who to pick. Well, I want to stand up for the Fairfield Trojans here because uh, I've been thinking about it, and uh, Nathan Pierce is not the only one that uh, had to reach down deep to to put that all together. I'm thinking about this, you know. And the Trojans, they got all the media, and it's the big nine. And they, you know, they're trying to play for Dan Breen, and, and, and then they wind up in this, you know, long, hard-fought battle with Washington, and then they, you know, they, they come out underneath on that, that one just a little bit, and uh, uh, they're probably hanging their heads and, and – uh, and before they even got time to process that and catch a breath, you got to be on a bus and go play a noon game the next day in a tumble. Well, that's a pretty tall order, ain't it? I agree, but you know that's basketball. You know, it's it's not like football. It's a quick turnaround, and you got to forget uh, yesterday pretty quickly and and just get right back into the swing of it. And what I would say, uh, you know, sticking up for Fairfield also is these are two, well, three really tough opponents that they started the season with. And they got the one win in game one, uh, lose a very close one against a very good Washington team that capable of beating anybody. And then Atumwa, who I don't know anything about, but it's a bigger school. And, and you just never know from, like I said, year to year, they might have some, some serious talent, uh, on the floor this year. I have no idea. So, you know, no shame in, in any of these, uh, two early season losses, they'll be right back in the mix of, of, uh, you know, fighting for that conference championship as this season's, you know, wears on. Well, uh, before we move on to these Saturday games, there's, there's a, a couple other games I wanted to talk about uh, Friday night that I was checking into. Uh, and I don't know anything early about this game or this Manning kid uh, 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 had a fantastic 36 points or something like that. But Van Buren beats New London, and I don't have a score. Did, do you have anything on that, or did you even know about that? Or I did, but that was uh, – that, I think that was like the first game of the year, so that would have been – Oh, it's been it's been a week ago or so. Tuesday um, or something like that. What's that? Maybe that was Tuesday. Might have been. I can't remember. It was kind of it was one that I remember seeing the next day. I didn't even know the game was happening. So well, it's just we hadn't you know, talked about it. And I uh, um, Nathan Piercy mentioned it when we were talking to him. Yeah, I guess it would have been last Tuesday. But that's a big uh, big win for Van Buren. What about that? Well, you know, New London is ranked, uh, I want to say it was the Des Moines Register. Somebody had a, a top uh, 25 power ranking on Twitter 
that uh, was, it spanned all classes in the state of Iowa. So I didn't, you know, as I'm going through it, I didn't think that I would see any small schools on that list. But New London was in there at number 17. So they're very, you know, highly thought of, not not just by us. We know they've got some great talent. Blaze Porter, Kate Benjamin, and the gang, they are uh, very loaded with talent, especially for a small school. But uh, Van Buren to pull off that win over, you know, a team that, that's boasting a, a 17 ranking in the entire state of all classes, that's that's pretty uh, impressive for Van Buren. And, uh, everybody better be looking out for uh, Jackson Manning and his crew down there. Well, uh we got him in the pot for best player of the game. You know what I mean? Our best player uh, in Southeast Iowa. He may be, he may not be, but he's on the list. And it's a pretty short list uh, uh, so far. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we got a lot of great talent, but there's definitely some kids that are standing out. and uh, They, they kind of look unstoppable out there, and he'd be one of them. Well, I didn't have a, a, a Friday score for New London here which I think it would be, but uh, maybe I missed it. I don't know, but we can move on to some of these Saturday scores. Well, all I've got uh, Saturday-wise, Wapolo had to turn around after that tough loss uh, against Waco and go back on the road to Danville, so kind of that quick turnaround you're talking about Fairfield had, and uh, Danville put up 63, 63-46 over the Indians today. Um, kind of surprised to see Danville score that many points last year. They like to win games and, and not even hit the 40 mark sometimes. Well, uh, I think, uh, was it, did Dan, didn't Danville play a real tough game with, uh, it seemed like they came out on top against the Minneapolis. I was watching. That could be, I don't, uh, I, I think don't that's have what that. happened. And then they, they, they come over here. Well, it looks like Wapolo played a lot better in this game. Yeah, they definitely scored more points um, without knowing the, the stats or anything. I can only assume that uh, the big guy didn't get in foul trouble the way he did against Waco the other night, and that certainly helps Wapolo's uh, cause. But, uh, yeah, they, they definitely had a better showing Saturday than they did Friday night. And I want to mention Burlington. Uh, Burlington, uh, I think they won a pretty good game against uh, uh, Keokuk, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I did see that score. I don't have it in front of me, but they, they beat 30 up something, maybe 61 37, some, somewhere in that range. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but, you know, they've looked really impressive. That, that team has, uh, they beat uh, some Davenport team. They beat a couple real big schools. And, yeah, uh, they've beaten uh, Davenport North and Iowa City High, so yeah, City, uh, they've got yeah, some City big High. ones on their back. Uh, yeah, and handle them. You know, they, they they look to be they look to be really strong and fantastic. So uh, I got here Mid Prairie's uh, uh, sixty-two over Northeast Goose Lake for thirty-nine. Uh, a little bit more points than they beat them in the uh, the football playoffs, there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I did, I was able to catch a little bit of uh, coach's corner on my way up, uh, this morning. Cause we left Wayland this morning, headed back up to Cedar Rapids. And, uh, I was actually listening to more of uh, the girls, uh, before it started kind of cutting out on me, but I did hear a little bit from, uh, from, uh, coach Lambert there and, uh, yeah, mid Prairie, um, they're off and rolling, man. I, they, they look like they're not skipping a beat from that great season they had last year. Yeah, I got to see him on this 9.2. Have you ever, have you heard of that? 
uh, it's Cedar Rapids, uh, AGRN, I think. Yeah, I've only heard of it uh, on your podcast there when one uh, when uh, that coach's interview you guys were talking about that. But I don't I don't personally have that on my TV, so I'm not really sure what that is. Well, I just the- put it. I just typed it into the into my laptop, and next thing I know, I'm streaming Mid Prairie's game. And wow, their coverage was off the hook. You know, I mean, it was like you know, like watching the Hawkeyes or something. Well, it better be, man. That's uh, those are professionals doing it. The guys behind the mic and all that stuff, and and the stats, and the you know, I mean, it was more than just showing the scoreboard, and you can barely read it sometimes in the YouTube. Yeah, uh, thank God for YouTube, huh? Yeah, YouTube's helped me out. Um, you know, the score stream here on KCI does too, but. I'm like you. I struggle to kind of get a hold of the the schedule too much. So uh, basketball is a lot more difficult to follow than football when you're trying to look at a bunch of teams. Well, uh, be patient with me. Uh, Jacob Lindsendorf, he wants to absorb what's going on a little bit before he comes back on and starts updating us on those side of the teams because, boy, his, uh, his numbers were good. And we got a lot of listeners over there, Scott. You know, well, he'll be able to fill us in on a tumult for sure. That'll yeah, help and, him. And the Albias and the Moravias and, and uh, the Cardinals and, and even the Pekins and the Fairfields. He's all, and that guy, you know, Sigourney's, Kyotas, he's all over it. You know, he's uh, he, he's he's the guy in the media that comes on that gets the highest ratings for, for Round Guy Radio. Uh, that's just how, you know, everybody around is listening. Uh, we're, we're doing great. Uh, we're, it's been, it's just been a fantastic, uh, I mean, I made six bucks overnight last night. How about that? Hey, that's, uh, that's just more than I made. I just on people <laughs> listening, you know, at a penny an episode, yeah. uh, but the numbers have been real good. We're way over 21,000 now, you know, it's like a steamroller, uh, rocket ship. Did, did you have a nice weekend, Scotty? Very busy, and uh, we're kind of wound down, I hope, somewhat for the weekend. But, yeah, it's been pretty nice. I took in some football today, uh, just hanging out in the cabin. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to see that Waco game last night, and that was great. Uh, seeing Hunter play again was awesome, and all the football kids playing, Reese and Isaac and uh, Colton and Chase. And, oh, man, uh, Cole Hildebrand, he comes in towards the end when they clear the bench, and that kid can play still playing football and that's a lot of fun to watch (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's rough in there sometimes we've been averaging 20 fouls a half it seems like yeah it was uh you know it was a physical game but it wasn't overly physical i didn't think um and like i said wapalo you know watch out for them i know that the score didn't show it but uh they've got some players they're a little short on depth compared to some of these other teams that i think we'll see emerge and make runs towards state but but they've got some talent. They'll win some games this year. Well, Scotty, uh, we got two minutes left in the episode. Just fill us up with two minutes of your thoughts on what you've seen so far. Well, I thought it might be helpful to look ahead on this here schedule, uh, what I'm able to see. And it looks like there is one game, uh, as far as boys go, Monday night, and that would be Highland at Holy Trinity. Looks like you got a Tuesday night game, Iowa Valley against Kyoto. Well, I may have to switch over there to, to the Winfield Waco game. 
Uh, well, that's true because we got I that could, one coming. Yeah, but I could make that up to him on a Friday night or something, and I may be able to have a, a way for Andy to call that game uh, without me, and then just get me the the recording, and I can still put yeah, it out. Yeah, uh, figure it out. And that's the nice thing about basketball with multiple games a week, you know. You know, I mean, I already had that set in the schedule, and I, I do want to see that game, and I I do want to get in the gym with those guys, and I think it'll help. Me as a Kyoto broadcaster uh, in the long run to, you know, have uh, squared off with those guys, uh, see what they can yeah, do. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to miss that one. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to be there even to watch the girls game because I've got the time uh, Tuesday night for that. And uh, it was, you know, that was the only game I got to see live last year was uh, when Winfield came to Waco to play. Uh, everything else I had to stream or, or listen to on the radio. Well, uh, just keep doing what you're doing, Scotty. And thank you so much for taking some time out. And uh, uh, there are only minutes left in my birthday and less than that left in this broadcast. So thanks <laughs> right. for being with us, Scott. Happy birthday, Dave. We'll see you Tuesday. <laughs>